first, we're going to start in our uh, founding scripture for this series, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14. Today, we're going to talk about triumph over timidity. Wherever you are, say triumph, triumph. Over, over timidity. And we are not going to be timid. We are not of those who shrink back. According to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35, we are not of those who shrink back. But we are the faithful ones. We are the ones who are found constant, consistent, full of courage, full of confidence. Amen. Verse 14, it says this. Now thanks be to God, who always, somebody say always. Always. In your, in your living room, shout Always. There's a, there's a popular song that came out just a few months ago. It's called Father's House. And there's, there's a line in there that I really appreciate. It says, the story isn't over unless the story is good. And that's, that's a powerful line. And with God, the story is not over unless it ends in our victory. Amen. Now, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. So like I said, we're going to be talking about triumph over timidity this morning. Now, what is timidity? It's very simple. It just means to lack courage or confidence. Now, uh, if you've been at Hope Harbor Church, even just for a couple months, you know we do not stand for any kind of lack. When we were born again, we were not born into lack. When we were born again, we were not born into get into uh, born again into just enough. When we were born again, God placed everything on the inside of us. He provided everything we need to have more than enough. He left nothing undone in Jesus' name. But let's turn real quick to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 1. Praise the Lord. And while you're making your way there, I just want to encourage you um, if you're not comfortable with coming to our, our uh, in-person services this Wednesday and this coming Sunday, uh, that is perfectly fine. Um, but I, I want to encourage uh, you all, even if, you, if you're going to watch live at home or whatever it may be, I want to encourage you all with something. Um, this, is, this has been something that I've, I've thought over the years and years and years. Uh, how many of you remember uh, ever going to a concert? or ever going to a sporting event, or going to uh, some conference, or whatever it may be, and you were really excited about it. And you got there, and it was, it met your expectations, it went beyond your expectations, and why is that? Well, it's simply because everybody in that place was expecting something to happen. People would drive hundreds of miles. People would fly hours and hours. And the whole way there, they're thinking, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be great. This is going to be wonderful. Well, I encourage you, this Wednesday, this Sunday, and every Sunday and every service for the rest of your life, come to church expecting God to do something great. There is a powerful word over this church. We are the miracle capital of the world. But in addition to that, we have a promise of an outpouring of God that I believe is going to rival every outpouring we have ever seen, every outpouring we have ever read. And we are going to see miracles, signs, 
and wonders. We're going to see masses of people coming to the Lord. We're going to see masses of people uh, be baptized in the Holy Ghost. We're going to see masses of people healed of all, all, all matter of sickness and disease. And it's not just going to be from the people here at the pulpit. It's going to be a revival of the people. And it's going to be happening in the workplaces. It's going to be happening in the schools in the name of Jesus. And I firmly believe that this COVID-19 was an attempt from the devil to get people out of, out of church, get them out of their spirituality, get them out of the word of God, get them out of the presence of God. But I can, I can say this about this church. It did not work. Amen? And if it, if it worked a little bit in your life, turn that ship around. Get into the presence of God. Get into the word of God. Start uh, catching up on some of these things. And when you come on Wednesday, when you come on Sunday, and you come for every service for the rest of your life, come expecting God to do something wonderful. And he will. Just like that, that, uh, that concert, that sporting event, you have thousands and thousands and thousands of people coming saying this is going to be great. This is going to be awesome. We're going to have thousands and thousands of people coming to this building in the name of Jesus. Amen? We may not have thousands right now, but we're going to have thousands and thousands of people coming to this building in the name of Jesus, expecting God to do something, expecting God to show up in your neighbor's life and expecting God to show up in your life. Now let's keep going. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. Actually, I want to start in verse 6. Apologize. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity. The NLT puts timidity in there because what Timothy was dealing with was timidity. He wanted to shrink back. He was the pastor of the largest church in the early church. And now his, his spiritual father is in prison. His congregants are in prison. He's persecuted. And he is dealing with a major temptation to shrink back, to be timid, to maybe even walk away. But Paul says, I remind you. And sometimes we just need to be reminded of what God has put on the inside of us. Amen. God has a gift on the inside of you. God has a calling on the inside of you. God has an anointing on the inside of you that no one else has. There is something specific to you. There is a DNA calling, a DNA anointing only identified to you that God put in you. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Verse eight, therefore, do not be ashamed. Say that with me. Do not be ashamed. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor me, his prisoner. But share with me in the sufferings for the gospel, according to the power of God. I want to set the record straight just real quick on this word suffering. It is not talking about God giving you a sickness to teach you a lesson. Suffering is not talking about God breaking families apart, God doing this and that. No, no, no. It's talking about persecution for the gospel's sake. It is persecution for the gospel's sake. It is not God trying to teach you a lesson, God trying to do something to you. No, no, no. God is the answer out of the suffering. God is the answer out of the persecution. God is the answer for the sickness, not the cause. Amen. 
Verse 9, I love this. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works. There's nothing I could have done. There's nothing you could have done to be called by God. But according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began, but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. That is the God we have. And there is a reason, many reasons, not to be timid when it comes to the things of God. The reason I want to talk about triumph over timidity is uh, I feel that if, if we have, even if I'm, I've, the Lord had me preach this just so I can get one person to come out of timidity. The reason I wanted to do this is so we, all of us, everybody, can fully partake and participate in the outpouring of God that is coming to this church, that is coming to this nation. Amen. There, I, I don't want one person in our congregation missing out on what God has because they were timid. Now, what are some reasons we can become timid? Well, first that Paul points out right here is fear. We can become fearful. Fearful of what? Well, there's many different things. We can become fearful of what people might think. We can become fearful of um, of what people uh, might do to us. We can become fearful of, well, there's a sickness, there's a virus, and uh, I can't go to church. Well, if, if, that's, if that's really your conviction, that, that's fine. But don't let fear drive that boat. Let the Spirit of God drive your life, not fear. Don't make a decision out of fear. Make a decision because the Spirit of God told you to. We can become timid because of fear. We can become timid because of shame things we've done in our past. And don't let shame do that. God has forgiven you. And I love what 1 John 1.7 says. If we confess our sins, he is faithful. 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 And you know what? You can keep saying faithful because he's still going to be faithful. He's still going to be constant. He's still going to be consistent to forgive. But not just forgive. He took it a step further and cleanse, to forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. So anytime you go before the Lord and you repent, you say, Lord, I receive my forgiveness and I receive my cleansing of all unrighteousness. And do not let shame uh, cause you to become timid with the things of God. Amen. Condemnation. You may, uh, you may feel, you know what, uh, I've just done too many wrong things. Uh, I'm not, uh, I'm just a bad guy. I'm a bad person. Uh, I messed up. I can't do this because uh, uh, I'm unqualified even. Uh, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Next one, you may feel unworthy. But let me tell you something. When you were born again, you were not born into unworthiness. You were born into worthiness because God made you worthy because of the blood of Jesus. Amen. God made you worthy of his son. He made you worthy of his blood. 
Now, before we accepted Jesus, absolutely, we were not worthy. We did not deserve what God has for us. But when we accepted Jesus, man, he made us worthy. He made us blameless and holy so we can come before him and receive all of the wonderful things he has for us and just be in his presence. Praise the Lord. Another reason we can become timid is we just feel unqualified. Uh, I don't feel qualified to, to flow in the gifts of the Spirit. I don't feel qualified to, to uh, have a prophecy. I don't feel qualified to, to go pray for someone. Um, look, the only person that could have unqualified you is the person who qualified you. God himself qualified you. And if God qualified you, no one, no one, no one can unqualify you. Amen? God has qualified you. And you know what? If you make a mistake, move on. Learn from it. Move on. I have made many mistakes, and I've just moved on. Amen? The next one is, you may just feel powerless. You may feel timid because, well, I just don't feel powerful. I don't feel like I have the power of God. Um, well, I want to tell you something. Your feelings have nothing to do with it. I'm sorry. If, if, if you've received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and if you've even gone a step further and received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you have a volcano of power on the inside of you that is ready to erupt. All you have to do is take the lid off and let God flow out of you. Amen? You have the power of God on the inside of you. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, lives in me, and that is the most, power, the most powerful thing in the universe is the power of God that raised Jesus from the dead. Amen? And not only did he use it to raise us back to life, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He raised us back to life. But not only did he raise us back to life with that power, he enabled us to use that power. He used it on us so we can use it for others. You may feel unknowledgeable. You may feel timid because, well, I just, I don't know. You know what? That's okay. Because we have the Holy Spirit on the inside that's teaching us reminding us, amen? If you feel unknowledgeable, that's okay because you can always learn. But what you need to do is go ahead and take that step of faith. Whatever the Lord is calling you to do, whatever the Lord is leading you to do, take that step of faith. If you make a mistake, his grace and mercy is more than enough, amen? Don't be afraid of making a mistake because you will make mistakes and that's okay. But if you make a mistake, his grace and mercy is more than enough. The next one is, you may feel, I just have not arrived. Uh, I'm still working on some things. I haven't arrived. Um, I see this person over here flowing in the gifts of the Spirit. I see this person doing this, that. Uh, but I, I, I just haven't arrived yet. You know what? None of us have. But you know what? Today is a great day to start. Today is a great day to start. Come out of that timidity come into the boldness and the power and the courage God has for you. This last one is you may just feel like I'm not special. Well, after, after going through this list, if you still feel not special, uh, let me remind you again, God made you on purpose. 
while you were in the womb, he was knitting you, he was forming you, he was giving you your personality, he was giving you your hobbies and your traits and your characteristics, he was forming you. And he called you with a very specific, I like to call it a DNA calling, because it's so specific to you. There are things in this world only you can do. Amen? Now, let's say we, we decide, let's, let's come out of this timidity. What do we need to replace it with? Well, that's, that's fairly easy. Well, we need to replace it with boldness. We need to replace it with boldness. I feel like there's some people in this church that uh, have a calling to flow in the gifts of the Spirit. I don't know exactly what gift it is, but I, I know the Lord was just uh, talking to me about people who have a calling to flow in the gifts of the Spirit. And you need to yield to that. You need to give yourself over to that. Let the Lord begin to use you in the gifts of the Spirit. It could be healing. It could be uh, uh, miracles. It could be uh, prophecy. It could be whatever. But get rid of the timidity and be bold. Not only be bold, but be confident. We have a reason to be confident. Jesus is our reason to be confident. Jesus is our reason to be confident. Amen. Courage. Replace that timidity with courage. Replace the timidity with passion. I love what that verse said uh, in 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 6. Um, Stir up the gift of God, which is in you. I love what the NLT, NLT says. It says, fan into flames the gift of God that's in you. Now, um, I, I like to um, have little bonfires and roast marshmallows and stuff like that, and I've made a few mistakes, and I'm sure you'll hear stories about that later. But, but uh, if you have a fire and it's, 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 it's hot but it's not expanding, what do you need to do? You need to begin to fan that thing. That's why you see some people down there on the ground blowing into it, trying to get this, this flame to rise. Well, you need to do that with the same thing on the inside. Fan into flame the gift of God. Remind yourself of what God has put on the inside of you. Remind yourself of when you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If you haven't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to pray with you at the end of this service. But fan into flames. Remember the things that God has put on the inside of you. Remember the times people prayed for you. And that's exactly what Paul told Timothy to do. Through the laying on of my hands. Remind yourselves of the God moments, the God experiences. Maybe it was a time with just you and, and God in the car. Maybe it was a time here at this altar. Remind yourself, fan into flames the gift of God that's on the inside of you and be passionate about the things of God. Don't be timid about the things of God because you're, you're afraid of what your, your buddies at work might think. You're, you're fearful of, of what your family might think. You're fearful of, of what your extended family might think. Who cares? Because at the end of the day, it's all about Jesus anyways. At the end of the day, it's all about, am I pleasing God? Not, is this person happy with me? Is this person happy with me? No, no, no. Is Jesus pleased? Is God pleased with me? And I think that's more than enough reason to put down our timidity and pick up passion for the things of God. Why? Because I want all of us Everybody who comes to Hope Harbor Church to partake in the great outpouring that's going to happen here in the name of Jesus.
passion, faith, authority. Replace the timidity with authority. You know, Jesus gave you his authority. All we have to use is the name of Jesus. There was a few years ago, um, <clears throat> there was this, uh, I used to go to a, a, a certain Christian school, and uh, they would always close the prayers like this, in your son's name, or in your whatever, but they would never say the name, and that bothered me. It bothered me, and it bothered me, and it bothered me. Because blood was spilt so we could use the name. Say the name of Jesus. It may make people mad. It may make people uncomfortable. But that's coming out of timidity. And that's coming into courage. That's coming into boldness. Amen. There's a, there's a, a, a kind of a, a thing in Christianity where there's the line and there's the lamb. And yes, there, there's the time to be the lamb. But right now, we don't need a bunch of lambs. We need lions. We need lions that are bold, that are ready to roar, that are ready to fight for the things of God. Not fight against flesh and blood, but fight against the principalities and the powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world. We need lions. We need people to stand up and be bold, be courageous. I know who I am. Say it with me. I know who I am. I'm not... Now I'm talking about me. I'm not ashamed of where I came from. I'm not ashamed of what I've been taught. I believe God is a prospering God. I believe God is a healing God. I believe God is a miracle-working God. I believe God is a signs, wonders, miracles God. I believe he gave me the, the baptism of the Holy Ghost so I can speak in other tongues, pray the mysteries of God, pray the perfect will of God. I'm not ashamed that I'm a tongue-talking believer and neither should you, coming out of timidity, because God gave you those things on purpose. Amen? Well, let's dive right into this. We've already, did, we've already dove right into this, but what can we do with this stuff? Well, the first thing we need to do is we need to reject the timidity. Reject the timidity and its source. Get alone with the Lord. And say, Lord, what is, what is the source of this timidity? Why am I not bold? Why am I not courageous? Why am I not confident in the things of God? Find the source. The Lord will reveal it to you. He will. But reject the timidity. Reject its source. Just as we've been taught to reject sickness's right to be in our body. If you get some symptoms, I reject those symptoms in the name of Jesus. I am healed, I am healthy, I am whole. You can say this, I reject this timidity in the name of Jesus. I am bold, I am courageous, I am confident, I am full of passion. Amen. Reject the timidity. Just as we reject the temptation to sin. Reject timidity. Now, this is not a license Listen to me very carefully. This is not a license to go all over Facebook and be courageous and be strong and confident. There are some people that need to have, have their record set straight, but this is not a license to go flaunt your courageousness and your confidence all over Facebook. Amen? 
This is a license to go to people face to face. This is a license to minister to people face to face. Amen? I know the temptation's hard because there are some people on Facebook that, that need some correction. But you know what? Let's let the Lord correct them. And if the Lord leads us and guides us, that's one thing. Praise the Lord. I'm preaching to myself. Amen. The second thing, first is reject the timidity and its source. Second is replace it with a fresh dose of the power of the Holy Spirit. Just as we read in 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. Fearfulness and timidity is not of God. And if you have it in your life, you know it's not, God did not put it there. You were not born into, into timidity. You were not born into fear. You were born into power. Ooh, that's good. That'll preach. But that's what I'm doing right now. Praise the Lord. You were born into power. And so what you need to do is just receive a fresh dose of the power of the Holy Ghost. What does that mean? Well, if you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, pray for a refilling. Pray for a refreshing in the name of Jesus. If you have not, I'm going to pray for you at the end of service. And we're going to receive a refreshing. We're going to receive a refilling of the Holy Spirit. Receive, receive, receive. Next, we need to burn with fervent love for God and people. Somebody say that with me. Burn with fervent love for God and people. Now, I, I've, I like to question why, why the Holy Spirit puts certain things in lists. And I've, I question, why did he choose power? Why did he choose love? And why did he choose a sound mind? Because it really doesn't seem like these three <laughs> connect very well. But love is always our motive to use the power. Love is always the motive to use the power. Amen? We don't go around with confidence trying to body slam people. We go around with confidence because we love people. And we use the power God has given us to pray for the sick and see them healed, to pray for those who are bound and see them set free. I, I love what Acts chapter 10, I believe it's in verse um, 38, it says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth and he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Well, we know in Ephesians chapter five, verse one, it says we need to be imitators of God. And so an exercise I like to do, and you can do it with me, Put your name in that verse and let that be your story. How Tim, anointed of God, went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Now put your name in there. How God, put your name in there, anointed, uh, uh, let, me, let me try that one more time. <laughs> How God anointed, put your name in there, with the Holy Ghost and with power, and they went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Amen? That's your story. Let that be your story. You are anointed with Holy Ghost power. And you are supposed to go around doing good and healing all who are oppressed of the devil in Jesus' name. And lastly, we come to this word sound mind. 
But let me, let me just kind of explain what this is. We need to remain stable and consistent in the midst of chaos. When we talk about sound mind, it actually paints this picture of chaos in the world. And in the midst of the chaos, there is soundness. There is someone who is stable. Another, another uh, translation might say self-discipline. They are disciplined. They are stable. They are not moved by the chaos. They are not moved by the wind and the waves. They are not moved by the virus. They are not moved by economic uh, depression, whatever. But they are consistent. They are stable. They are not moved. And that's what the church needs. That's what your family needs. That's what the body of Christ needs. That's what this world needs is someone who has a sound mind. In the midst of the chaos, their mind is not bent one way or another. Their mind is fixed on God. Amen? And that's a way to get out of timidity. Even in the midst of the wind and the waves, our mind is fixed. Our eyes are fixed on him. Let me go over these with you one more time. One, we need to reject the timidity and its source. Two, we need to replace it with a fresh dose of power from the Holy Spirit. Three, we need to burn with fervent love for God and people. And lastly, we need to remain stable and consistent in the midst of chaos. Amen. If you receive something, go ahead and clap in your living rooms. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I got a couple claps in here. I'll take it. Praise the Lord. But everybody, if you would, go ahead and bow your eyes, bow your head and close your eyes with me. And uh, if, uh, if this rang true with you and you need to come out of timidity, you may be bold in one area of your life, but when it comes to the things of God or maybe a certain part of your Christian walk, you need to come out of timidity. Pray this prayer with me. Jesus, I know you did not give me this fear, this timidity, and I reject it. Like I reject temptation, like, like I reject sickness, I reject this timidity. In Jesus' name. Now, Holy Ghost, fill me, refresh me, meet me right here, right now, and fill me with your Holy Ghost. Jesus, you are the baptizer and the Holy Ghost. You've done it once. You've done it before. You can do it again. Baptize me in the Holy Ghost. Now, I receive it in Jesus' name. Amen.